Hi, everybody. Welcome to our wall podcast. Welcome back. Um, today, we have the lovely Miss Maylee Flanagan with us. <laughs> um, and we're so excited. We have some things that we want to talk about. But before we get started, if you'll just tell us a little bit about yourself and um, what you're into on campus and a little bit about how we know each other. And then we'll ask you some questions. Okay, so my name is Maylee Flanagan. Um, I'm a junior at Coastal Carolina. I know Allie and Sam through the Wallfellows program. That's a huge commitment of my life. Um, it's a really, <laughs> yeah, it's a really good one. It's changed all of us to make us better people. I'm also involved in the Floyd Family Mentoring Program, something I hold really dear to myself, just because you know you're really involved in the generation too, and you kind of forget how hard those times are when you're younger and in middle school. So when you mm-hmm. go back to school, you kind of look at what these kids are going through. But that's really neat, too. But, yeah. Awesome. And moving away from the educational sector of our lives, even though that's a huge one a little bit, um, one thing that we talk about a lot um, are music festivals and music and dancing. Um, And that's definitely a release for both of us. I think most people who we hang out with, dancing is like, yes, let's go dance because it's just like this most freeing feeling. So... Tell us a little bit about your experience at music festivals and possibly your favorite or top three if you can't choose one. Um, just give us a little bit of a rundown on that because I know that's oh, that's close to your heart as well. That's a whole other culture. Um, okay, so electronic dance music festivals. It is a whole other culture. I love music in general, so mm-hmm. dancing my whole life, I've always let that been my outlet is mm-hmm. through dancing. But then coming into you know, this whole new world that everything is around music and people are able to express themselves through what they wear. I think of it as a brighter version of Halloween when you go Mm. to music festivals. If you've ever seen Halloween Town on Disney, that's (laughs) what it is. And it's just a bunch of electrifying colors. But what's so great about it is that everyone is so happy to be there because we're all there for one thing and that's music. So my top three, I think, would be Electric Forest. Mm -hmm. That's in Michigan. It's a camping festival, um, EDC, it's Electronic Daisy Carnival, and oh, I don't know my third one. I really like Imagine Music Festival too. That's mm-hmm. in Atlanta. That one's camping as well, and the theme is ocean. This is one I was telling oh, you yeah. about. They have different umbrellas that look like jellyfishes. They have big beach balls everywhere. Mm-hmm. But the camping is that it's really dirty. I'm not a camper, but <laughs> the bonding experience is so nice. But it's also like 90 degrees when you wake up at 7 a.m. So yeah. you get out of your tent, you go lay in the dew. But you really embrace being dirty and having fun with everyone. So, yeah. Awesome. It makes me want to go so bad. And I actually just saw on my phone that Bonnaroo, the general mission, is sold out. And I was like, no. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't, like, planning on it. But right. at the same time, it's like a piece of me. It was like, no, please no. When is Bonnaroo? Um, it's the 17th through the 21st, I believe. Well, I'm June. Internship is until later. So uh, I might sell my electric forest tickets. We'd go. Yes. I'm down. Awesome. Um, so kind of on that same note, and then I'm going to let you ask something, Sam, because yeah, I can tell you want to ask something. No, no, I'm, I'm, um, I'm good. I'm just listening. I'm not a big EDM person. Well, no. I think, I, I don't know if I am. Music festivals Maybe in general, are. though. Do you like I, music? I, I love all music. Then you definitely, like, relate. It's not just, like, EDM music festivals in general, like, all music festivals they bring yeah. everyone together for either that the country music fest are you familiar mm-hmm. with that down here you probably have i've been i've been to one going. at so, so home but i do want to be i do want to come to 
in a country music fest down here because... Did you miss your dude? I would love to. I mean, but I'm saying the reason I want to come to one down here is because I, I go to one, a country music fest in Massachusetts. It's not. It's just no. not the same. Not the same. Yeah, that's not, a little different. And you got to get the general admission. you got to be in the back with all the, oh, yeah. the swayers and the... Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Like, everyone's so happy there, but within it is that I love that there's an industry. You know, you yeah. have someone putting together the whole event, someone oh, yeah. producing, the vendors, everything in between. So Yeah. Someone's talent brings all those people together. Like, mm-hmm. wrap your head around that. Yeah, have so you seen many people, that? too. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, I, I cut to. you off. Go ahead. Have you seen the, um, how do you say, Steve Aoki? Of course, yeah. Have you seen his documentary on Netflix? Of course. <laughs> that is crazy. Have you seen that, Ali? That guy. Uh, ugh, Steve, I don't know how to spell his last name. Do you know the movie Project X? Or, like, of no. it? A very big, uh, like, theme song. Uh, oh. Steve Aoki does that. Okay. But... Uh, his dad, his mom was a single mom, but his dad basically was a wealthy, I believe, boxer. He had lots of money, but he kind of disowned him and his mom. But anyways, he got back in contact with his dad, and his dad would not support him at all financially. So he started this band, I think in high school and college. And he funded his whole entire career, like working his way up. But everyone wow. just deemed him associated with his dad and his dad supporting him because he had that last name. But he wanted a relationship with his father and he did everything to make his father proud to show him that like he could do this, you know, and now he's a million dollar DJ that's performed all around the world. It's probably one of the most famous ones. Oh yeah. But people also look at him, right. And like these big parties and like, he's, he's, he's a wild card, you know, like he's the guy that's throwing the cake in the people's face and stuff. And his thing is you'll sleep when you're dead. Yeah. He goes, he'll, he'll sleep when you're dead. And, but like watching that, before I watched the documentary, I had this impression where it's like, this guy's just like, lives the life of the party. But he works so hard, and he is so successful, and he, like, that's his point, like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. I'm gonna work, he works all night long, he travels all day long, and he's just, he's awesome. He's gonna have some wrinkles one day. I don't know if you will. I don't know. But he'll also have the money in case he wants to get that out worked out. Truly. Um, okay, so kind of along the lines of music festivals and just, like, tapping into your inner energies and that kind of thing, um, we've talked about this a little bit, about spirit animals, and I was talking to a couple <laughs> of my friends about um, this a few days ago, and when 2020 it turned into 2020, I was like, I want three spirit animals this year. Not one. Because we're never one, like, we're never one, you know, feeling one thing at one right. time. So, like, not a spirit animal in, like, this woe-in-the-clouds way, but, like, what animals, you know, like, characteristics of animals are you, like, into this year? Most like. So, are we talking, like, actual animals? Yeah, or? Like actual animals. I picked my three from the emojis because I wanted to be able to use the emojis. <laughs> so, I could... If I put myself like emojis, I think I could do like some animals emojis. Um, as for animals, I'd definitely say a tiger is one just because like that's been my whole life. My preschool graduation, you guys, I had probably a six inch tattoo of a tiger down my arm. And it was, I went to a preschool in a Catholic church and my mom was so embarrassed. Like it was quite funny. So that's always like been my thing as a tiger though. I was like being fierce. Um, I love koalas just because like they bring you like this sense of like peace I believe. I don't know if I really have another animal, though, to describe my third one. But for um, a thing, I should say, a star. You know, like, when you look mm-hmm. up into a star, 
and the sky or like even the emojis I use all the time just because like it adds a little bit of magic to mm-hmm. your life I think and you never know like where that star is or like what like something's constantly always changing about the galaxy and that's yeah. what I really like about that love it I don't know if I do you have a spirit you, you said you do, do you have yeah. three yeah the spirit and you okay. have a spirit sorry I have three. what are they okay a butterfly okay oh, yes and I have reasons for all of these a butterfly, a leopard, and a um, peacock. Why? <laughs> so the butterfly, my grandmother gave me one of my favorite books. Actually, mainly it's the one I, I gave you. Movie. Yes, Box of Butterflies. And it's this beautiful book about a story um, of a, her name's Roma. And she went through a really hard time as a, as a child growing up. Lost her mother when she was really young and then lost her father a little bit later. And it's just this beautiful coming of herself within tragedy and, you know, destruction and distractions and all this. And I think butterflies are just delicate, but yet they symbolize such strength. Um, And then a leopard because they're fierce and fast and beautiful. I mean, their coats are just gorgeous. More of the aesthetic of those and just the go-get-it atmosphere that they um, create. And then a peacock because... Peacock, I think, is beautiful, but it chooses when it lets out its colors, you know? I mean, it, it looks like a normal, weird, long bird, and then it's like, boom, color. So I think we, we can choose when we show ourselves to people and we can open up to people. And when we do open up to people, it's beautiful. Wow. I do like that as a butterfly <laughs> as well. Everyone always calls me a social butterfly. Mm-hmm. I, a social butterfly, you can connect with anyone or like you can just fly anywhere and like be with your right people and that's really what I love about music festivals too you can go up to anyone and like instantly you're their friend and you can have a deep conversation with them and that's hard in the real world because most of the world's not approachable yeah they're very standoffish because they feel like instantly they need to protect themselves you know more of our world feels that people are going to hurt them help them that's so true yeah why do you think that is um criticism I definitely don't think Criticism. We all need to be criticized, but it's so much easier to critique people and point out they're wrong than it is to appreciate. So, like, if you are getting straight A's, you know, the minute that you get that award, your parents are like, good job. Like, throughout the semester, if you get that one F, they're going to hound you like nothing, you know? And I feel like that's anything. Same with, like, at work, you're doing great, your boss loves you the minute you do bad. Like, Mm -hmm. none of that good matters anymore. So if people are so scared of messing up that they try to do everything to prevent that. Yeah, yeah or just not show that it, yeah. that it's okay to mess up. Yeah, which I think, especially in the college atmosphere, it's it's important for us and this generation, like you were saying, with your you know mentorship program, influencing the generation, and we can do that by, you know, not always being perfect or striving to be perfect because we're not, and you know, giving each other a little bit of extra slack and saying. You know, remembering that that person is traveling and saying safe travels or, you know, just like the little things that assure them that, you know, it's it's more yeah. of a collective thing. And, and that's one thing that, I mean, our friend groups, you know, we try to do, but more so abroad as well, like extending to our family members and acquaintances. But I love that. And I think what that relates to, you know, connecting with people, your sale, you can sell anything to anybody. Yeah. And I think, I about it, she can. yes, and you don't have to approach it as actually I want to know how do you see sales how do you approach sales in your mind well keep also keep in mind I just want to add in Maylee is a beast 
Yes. Of a saleswoman. And maybe touch on your um, internship as well that you had last summer. Yeah, okay. Um, sales. So when I first started with sales, I'm like, even what is this? Like, I'm, I'm really going to have to convince someone to buy a product. I don't even know what this product is. And then I get into the training class and they go through more than just what the product is. They go through the process, why people buy things, something like that. So you really start to take the sales process, like I was explaining to you guys in our mm-hmm. class discussion a few days ago. You start to take that process and you apply it to everything you do. And when you understand that process, that's when you understand that you are selling yourself. And so my first summer, it was more so I did great. And I realized I was just so confident in myself and confident in wanting to learn something about people. And that's what helped me sell. So the moment that you really care about the person in front of you and you know that you're confident in what you're going to say, you can sell anything. Mm -hmm. And that's how I do look at sales. You know, if you're confident and you have the best person in front of you's best interest, then you're going to do great, you know. Mm -hmm. But I don't when I hear sales, people like cringe sometimes, you know, and I, I hate that. But. I don't want to ever associate myself with it. I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy learning what they want, and I love helping people. So the minute I get to learn someone, I instantly connect with them, and that's where, like, the selling comes into play. And it's really just me selling myself yeah. to them. So Absolutely. And it's, you get to – my favorite part about, you know, sales, working those jobs is, is there's, there's always a common goal. And sometimes you have somebody on the phone or in person, um, just from experience that I've learned, that either wants you just to tell them straight up what you want and what you're trying to gain and what you're trying to sell. And then someone wants you to, you know, butter them up, talk about them, what's going on in their world, just all the amazing things they're doing. And it's almost like connecting. It's, it's like a puzzle every single time. It's connecting the dots to finally get to that goal and it's going to be different every single time it's like cradling the puzzle though right so if you have someone that you're talking to and they, you know they just want to get cut to the chase and everything they also want to be reassured in the moments that they're about to make a big purchase of them being scared that people other people do this you know other people feel this they just don't ever want to feel scared or alone so in the middle of a sale when someone's buying a car or buying a house they need to know all the issues that could go wrong and all these issues have been dealt with before and everyone's been just fine they need you need to address all the objections and you need to like cover all the objections before you get to the back end and try to close or you'll never close the deal but you hit all those objections without straight up asking them you know oh yeah absolutely yeah and I was actually talking to someone this morning about a consulting project and I asked him how he felt about cold calls and we were talking about the nature of them and how it's changing how more so or more so now than ever it's connecting with one person and having that intimate relationship with them you know having the conversations about you know family or you know the things that are closer to our hearts and then building that up and then if anyone ever asked them let's say I was selling a house if anyone ever asked them you know about I really need a real estate agent or something then they're going to think of you because you have that connection and it's not going into the relationship thinking oh I'm going to get a sell out of this it's going into it thinking I really enjoy talking to this person and maybe we can benefit each other's careers or you know lifestyles or that kind of thing and so I I'm interested to see what you think but cold calls and like selling from you know, virtual means, how do you think that's changing and where do you think it's going? 
Oh, okay. So who I was working for and what I did, you almost, it's a hard sell, right? So they're literally getting people, just random people that walk by in the mall or people who are just out in the streets or staying in their hotels and they just get them to come straight in. These people don't really know what they're getting into. So I think very similar, they have it's very similar because you go A to Z with them. As in for cold calls, it's almost a disadvantage though because you don't have the first impressions of meeting someone. You yeah. don't have the physical energy. But how's that changing is that you don't you don't know. They might have like FaceTime, so to speak, cold calls one day where someone can yeah. like actually see you. But when it comes to cold calling, you have to really invest yourself in that initial contact. Because if you don't, nothing's going to work. You know, like if you just immediately start and within the first 30 seconds, you're already on to talking about your product and not asking the person about themselves, getting to know them, mm-hmm. you've already lost it within 30 seconds. Yeah. So how is it changing? It's more so the people doing their research on the person they're about to call. Mm-hmm. I would, uh, one that sticks out, because I worked in cold calls over the winter, one that sticks out to me is find, find anything. To connect with them. There was actually one. Um, the area code around here is 843. Mm-hmm. I had a cold call to someone with an 843 number. And I, like, brought up, you know, Conway, South Carolina, in talks. And they weren't from, they didn't live there. Um, they were from somewhere around this area, but they lived far away. But, I mean, anything. I mean, like, if you see you're calling. Also, there was calling at, like, a... South Carolina area code or another area code where it's like Louisiana and times and, you know, the college football national championship was on, you know, bring that up, bring anything up, just create a little bit of rapport. Exactly. That's all you need. It's really, that's, that's the name of the game. Yeah. Well, and this goes hand in hand, like you said, mainly about first impressions. And I, you know, on a phone call, you can't, they can't see you, you know, they can't, they don't really know what you're doing. I mean, you're on the phone with them, but you could be eating lunch. You know, you could be fiddling with something. You you might not be giving them your full attention. They don't know the situation, the setup. And so I think there are some people on the other end of the phone who might want to just know if you're trying to sell them something. You know, like, do you want my money? Tell me your product. I might be interested. And there are some people who are like, I want to connect with you first and I want to build that first. So some people might just want the quick exchange directly to the product. No matter how quick someone wants, everyone wants something to go fast, right? Yeah. But if you, if someone said, cut to the chase, are you going to try to sell me yeah. something? You have to do everything you can to get around that question. Yeah. Because yeah. the moment you say that, they're, they're turned off. Yeah, because they're gonna hear dollar amount. And no dollar amount is gonna be good enough for them because they don't have value to that. Like if you do not build the value, you've lost it. So that's why within the first thirty yeah. seconds, it's important. Yeah, I love that. Definitely, no doubt about it. There was um, my little pitch. My opening pitch was always make them feel special. Yes. Like I'm trying <laughs> to find people like you. I'm trying to find companies like you. Um, or like above average industry, like you know, just butter it up, make it look pretty, make it sound, bring it sound pretty, and it's sincere. It honestly is sincere. I think we were talking about that this morning. It is sincere. There's no doubt about it. But there, at the end of the day, it is, um, 
you know, we talk about the win-win situations. It's like, I need to get something out of this, and you need to get something out of this. Or I'm going to convince you that you're going to get something out of this, and we're going to meet somewhere in the middle. And um, it helps. It does. I know that. Uh, have you ever worked in sales, Allie? Um, well, I don't know. It's hard. To, like, not a direct a job that's labeled sales, but I definitely have... I mean, like you said, I mean, I sell myself. Uh, I've yeah. had to sell myself. I'm experiencing that now, you know, with internship process. Yeah. Um, and I'm selling myself all the, I am doing a lot of calling to people, alumni and networking with a lot of people in New York and I actually talked to someone today. She works for um, Calvin Klein in New York City. And she said, so, and I was waiting for this question because I talked to her a little bit about why I was calling her but more so letting her talk because I want to learn from her. Mm-hmm. And she said, okay, so tell me what you want to do. And, you know, why do you want to be in New York? And I said, well, here's why. And I said, and here is why I'm qualified to do that. And that's really hard to do sometimes, especially when it's yourself because you know yourself. Mm-hmm. when you're And like you said about products, sometimes you don't know a product, you learn the product, then you sell it. But it's yourself, you know. So, and to separate, you know, part of you from you. And almost look at yourself from a distance and say, why am I going to be good for this? Um, so, yes, I definitely sell all the time. But it's more of my brand and, like, on social media yeah. and using the digital platforms mm-hmm. because that's what I do with brands. And I did last summer. But specifically right now, it's definitely selling myself to try to get, you know, into those networks in New York City. Definitely. Yeah. You, uh, I know, the loop wreck background to the spirituality yeah i know you're very spiritual mm-hmm. so do you what's your like uh what's your main practice is it meditation is it dance is it uh, mine's working out to like i i need a nice like stretch mini yoga at night like i need that or my body's very achy i feel like an old woman it's really bad um <laughs> but working out most definitely and it comes back to music dancing was always my outlet but that's that's a hard thing to do, you know, when you go from six hours of dancing five days a week for 15 years of your life to nothing, it definitely takes a toll on you mentally. Mm-hmm. So I try to improv with that. My favorite thing is I pull up these sets, like live DJ sets from festivals, and I put it on the elliptical or I'll do my workout like that in my room. And I put my earbuds in and it's almost like I'm raving. That's just <laughs> the best way I can explain it. But the adrenaline high, like after, like the rush, I just can't explain it. You feel brand new, I feel rejuvenated. I'm not ever tired after my root, like workouts ever. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, the frequencies, right? Yeah. There's types of frequencies that ping off your brain that, you know, one will give you energy, some will make you sad, some will make you scared. And so that, that frequency maybe of that, the rave-like atmosphere just makes you want to jump and work out and do all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's definitely all different beats too. So like I listen to all different genres within electronic music as well. So it just depends on my mood, but my body just naturally flows to that. And that's what makes me feel good. I'm not a person that can be contained. I do like meditating, but I just trying to pretend I'm calm when I'm not isn't okay. Like I need a way to (laughs) get it out. Yeah, I love that description because it's so true. And yelling is just not one of mine. I need to vent and before I can vent is I need to physically get it out like somehow. And it's always been dancing, you know, because 
if you start to vent when you're flustered and when you're angry without any kind of outlet, you're going to be very irrational. And then you put all these what ifs in your heads and that's just what leads you down the dark road. So I've just found my thing has to be working out no matter what way I want to do that. And then I come back and revisit things. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I mean, I personally am a, <clears throat> I, I meditate. So I, I struggled at first with, you know, pretending I'm relaxed when I'm not. Um, but there's, there's always a wall you can break through. Yeah. Even with running, you know? Yeah, running when is the practice of it. Yeah, the yeah. runner's high. I'm a, I was a distance runner in high school. And the first 15 minutes were miserable. I mean, I my legs felt like they weighed 25 pounds each, you know, because I'm just not, I'm not flexy yet. Like, I've stretched, but I'm still, like, not in that rhythm. Um, and then once I hit 15 minutes, I just let me go. Like, I can just keep going because it, it doesn't matter. Like, I've gotten over that wall, so to speak, which I know in the first introduction to this podcast, we talked about walls in a metaphorical sense. And it's like that, you know, with life. Like, whether it be working out and getting past that first 10 minutes or making yourself sweat, you know, and not wanting to. I think that's very frustrating. So Sam has seen me get very frustrated to the point, like, I'm just emotional because you're so frustrated with yourself when you feel like you're doing everything that you can and it's not enough, like you're not getting it. So what of when I hit that wall, it is hard for me to break through to realize that I need to stop whatever I'm doing and leave it to be able to come back to it, refresh, you know, because you just want to keep on trying, trying to get it right. But when you get to that point and you hit that, you've got to just get up, no matter your time frame or any of that, because you won't be productive when you get to that mind space. Yeah. My dad used to tell me, especially when I was in high school and I had a lot of friends coming to me for different things, you know, either just to talk about things or me, you know, us having just a cool conversation or whatever it was talking about sports. And a lot of times it would happen really late at night. Um, and it would keep me up at night and I have a really hard time sleeping anyway. And so he would say, you never need to bring something up that can be resolved tomorrow at night and past dinner time. He's like, because then your mind literally can't process it. You're going to dream about it. You're going to process it in your sleep and you have a false sense of processing. And so I still exercise that for the most part today. I mean, obviously there are times where that's, you're not going to do that. But for the most part, I try to process things throughout the day because you have the energy of the day. You have the brightness of the sun. You have all these things around you. You have the human interaction. But if you start thinking about these really deep things at 8 o'clock when it's dark outside and you're alone in your room, you're going to process it differently. It is. I think throughout the day, though, it's almost so hard to process things things because – if you're never alone, or I take this back, if you don't give yourself to processing yeah. throughout the day, then that's what causes you to keep you up at yeah. night, though. Because I do think in some form, a human needs to learn at some point to be okay to be alone. Yeah. Not at a, for a long amount of time, but taking 30 minutes or an hour to yourself, just sitting in your room, that's not being depressing. That's literally your time and your space to kind of recollect your thoughts. And if you don't give yourself that time when you do have the energy, that is when your mind starts racing. Yeah. And I think that's something that we can do with meditation or just sitting in a room. For me, I commute to school. So the car on the way home is where I do that or on the way to school. So see, I have that built into my day. Yeah. Um, But if you don't have that built into your day, and sometimes when I do you know, ride with friends or I stay on campus and then I don't have that, I immediately notice it because my mind doesn't have that break. 
You know, even if I'm listening to music, it's still a break. But a lot of times I just turn it off and I, I rethink through my classes. It's amazing what you can remember without reminders if you have silence. Yes. Yeah. It is amazing. And so I think that might be like what you're saying, Maylee, is just we need a few minutes, 20 minutes midday to just like think through what we've done so far and prepare for the next you know, half of our day. I think that's so important with like parents or even marriages too. When you have kids, you can just see them like, see the parents just like so distracted in their busy days. And like, I think to myself now, like how did my mom do it? Or I can look at times reflecting at my mom, knowing that she didn't have those moments of times for herself, even if it was for 10 minutes. And I looked at how that affected her. And now that I know she has those, it's completely different too. And I think as adults, especially when we become parents or even when we're with the significant other, we constantly are thinking of someone else other than ourselves. Yeah. And that is something I don't think we can absolutely ever afford to do. Yeah. Because you will never be healthy for anyone around you. I completely agree. There's, there's a selflessness to being selfish about some things. Yes. And I think a lot of times we feel the pressures of everyone else around us and the first thing to go is self-care. And not like self-care like brushing your teeth, but self-care like thinking through your goals, writing down, you know, the aspirations that you want to achieve in the next one, three, five years, whatever it is. Because the people and things around us suck our energy and we and that's great some things is awesome but sometimes it's like take a step and realize what's consuming your time and your energy and also what's good for you and what's not that you know evaluate the things that are consuming not even your time sometimes your energy you know you yeah. may need to take a step back and realize like you're doing something that's not meant for you so yeah. quit fighting it mm-hmm. that's good and you guys covered like every base that I would even hit in that in that little exchange. So you guys just came <laughs> completely took over right there. I uh, home run. I think you'll find something to say. Yeah, I think so. What was there? There's a self. There's a selflessness in being selfish. Yeah. You said. How do you feel about that? I don't know. I never even thought of that. I uh, either until that moment. You just made that out? Oh, yeah. I've never thought about that until right then. It just came out. I mean, nah. I've been feeling like that. Yeah, I've never... In fact, I'm still wondering about it in my head. That's like a, that's like a famous quote that you could, that you could literally sell. Trademark it somewhere. Um, I don't... There's a selflessness in being selfish. That's true. I mean, there, a lot of time you get caught up in the motions, right? And when you get when you get caught up in the motions and you're so used to doing you're so used to doing a consistent, you know, go to class, go work out, go hang out with your friend, friends, and then go get dinner and then go to sleep. And you're and that's your motion and you do it over and over and over again and you're so caught up in it. Yeah. But sometimes you just need to take one step back and go Wait, I used to really like to work out because mm-hmm. it made me feel good after a long, stressful day of class. And I used to love to get that time to spend with my friends to step, take that step back. And it's like, you can't, it's not being selfish, it's just stepping back and saying, this is why I'm doing things. And um, applying a extra emphasis on yeah. why you're doing it. Do you think it's hard for friends to really understand that, you know? 
because sometimes when you need to take a step back for yourself and you maybe cancel that plan that week or you may not want to do the exact things that you guys had done before and they take offense to it rather than realizing like okay they're yeah. doing a lot they're working on themselves i need to respect them like yeah. they take it as a an offense thing and i don't know it's really hard to like understand that just one day they're not there like they're not on your level yeah. and you you can't explain this to someone like someone has to understand when too much is yeah. too much and someone has to understand the importance of evaluating themselves and if they can't then they can't understand their friend over that oh and that's that's so hard that is one of the hardest pieces of life i think is wanting like there's that internal internal door that we talk about and we no one can unlock it but the person themselves and so when you love them so much and you want to believe that your love can break through all their walls or whatever it is and you can't, it's really hard to let that go. But I think also a lot of people say, oh, just close that door and go on to the next thing. Um, I think you can step aside from the door. And we've talked about this, I think, before as well. You don't have to close the door just because it doesn't feel, you know, like it's benefiting either of you anymore or, or that you're too busy to spend time with this person or you're choosing to spend your time differently you can step aside from that and there can be some time and some space and then you don't have to slam it you don't have to sever ends always and then there can be that mutual understanding no that was pretty good yeah i learned a lot really Uh, yeah i did because usually we were dancing with our with our words yeah you guys are definitely dancing with your words i just it's definitely a little bit uh, quieter this time, but I was just really, I was interested. Yeah. I dance around that brain. You know, like when you're drinking tea and you kind of like take the dance bag, I mean, take the tea. Yes. Okay, I literally say I got to dance my tea bag around. <laughs> I so I think that. about like my thoughts, like they're always dancing around. Just like dance has been my whole world. My mom danced too. I've competed. I've been to competitions. I just, everything, like all the retreats, so... Yeah, keep everything dancing in a constant yes. motion. That's yes. unreal. I love that. <laughs> and I will say, I'm going to make a little plug right now. So Maylee wrote a poem for our upcoming Tempo magazine, um, and that will be coming out if you're on Coastal's campus or you want a copy. Um, that will be coming out the end of April. And Sam wrote an article in the last Tempo. So definitely that's coming out, and her beautiful words are put into one space in a poem. So. What is your, what is your poem? She can't tell. Yeah. Why? It's up in the air. (laughs) The butterflies are flying around. You'll see. Okay. There's some options. Yeah. I would have told you about mine. Yours is published. That's true. It is published. (laughs) 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 Okay. Awesome. Well, I'm going to do a little recap because we did cover a lot and I can't wait to go back and listen to this, but we talked about spirit emojis, I would say, because yours aren't all animals, um, which is so cool. We talked about internships and sales and how sales sometimes have a negative connotation, but they don't need to and they don't have to, as well as selfishness that does not need to have a negative connotation all the time. Um, And then we also talked about dancing and music, which I I love. I just, my heart smiles when I think about all of that. Um, And then we talked about cold calling and the nature of that and first impressions so if there's anything else you want to add now maybe you asked about the festival thing so if you guys look up the acronym plur it's just um it's just very known in the festival world and they're like hand 
signs with it, and that's when those people switch the bracelets that they can't, mm-hmm. like, ravers typically wear, and each, uh, each bracelet tells a story. So every person has handmade one of those, you know? And whenever you connect with the soul, you switch those. And Pluris stands for peace, love, unity, and respect. And Hems and I always joke around, and we just say you got to stay plurful because if you think about it, you always want to stay peaceful. You always want to have love with everyone. You always want unity. You know, we always want to yeah. bring all these diverse cultures together. And the most important thing is showing someone that you respect them. So that's not just like a raver thing. That's something that we all try to practice with our families, with our coworkers, everyone. And that's something I constantly wake up and remind myself and say that I want to be plurful every day. It's, I have it in my house. So I have a little sign that says that. that. Stay plur. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Maylee. Thank yeah, you. thank you. That was fun, you guys. So much fun. Yeah. And everybody tune in next week or the next week, whenever you're listening to this, to our next wall podcast. We have some new art coming out soon with our uh, logo, so be tuned for that as well. Cool. Thank you very much.